the Muscle Mind Podcast, optimizing your life one episode at a time. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Muscle Mind Podcast. Matt Foster here. We've got the uh, gorgeous Cody Robinson with us here today. Today we're going to discuss exercise terminology and programming and uh, the different words that might be thrown around and phrases that might be thrown around a lot from a trainer's point of view and uh, people that have ever worked with a trainer or work out a lot you, I know you hear these a lot um, how's it going Cody I'm good I was just kind of rattling through a bunch of different terms there's a bunch of them. people don't understand um, they hear, and um, we're gonna just kind of run with it today yeah I think, well, we'll, yeah well, we're gonna start with Beck because I get asked a lot um, you, you, you know kind of about programming and what sets and reps mean and what superset means triset giant set sure. hypertrophy whatever 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 yep. uh, we're going to start real basic uh, with sets and reps which if you know have ever followed a workout program seen an exercise program online someone's given you one seen workouts on the board whatever you see sets in reps, so right. why don't you explain a little bit? What yeah, well, so, rep, so reps is how is repetitions. How many times are you going to do that particular movement? So if you're doing a bicep curl, it says reps, you know, twelve. You're going to do that twelve times. Boom. Sets is how many um, cycles, I guess you could say, or technically how many times you're going to do that. So if it's three sets of twelve reps, you're going to do you know one set, twelve reps, rest for. it however much time period we can definitely get the rest period that's what i was going to was going to piggyback off that and then go to you know two sets uh the second set be 10 three sets be 10 but you'll have other types of different programming that matt will probably talk about some as far as drop sets you know tri sets how they kind of affect each other right but anyway so boom all right yeah so we got we got sets and reps you know what those mean rest period so if it's three sets of 12 bicep curls 30 second rest period between sets and so this is funny because I knew it's going to come up because I mean there's going to be different kind of philosophies and there's different um, yep. research that kind of supports you know oh, a, rest lot, a lot of, of oh, rest good periods grief. that's a whole um, yeah. Because, but yeah so but we're just we're just kind of describing just definition. the terminology so yeah. yeah so if you have the rest usually it's going to be between sets now or yeah between those sets so like you said instead of 12 you want to do 30 I usually go 45 to 60 seconds between yep. a 10 to 12 set range um for hypertrophy, not one that to completely mm-hmm. completely recharge or whatever. Um, but then there's also rest periods between exercises. A lot yep. of people get confused on this, I think, because they'll think if I'm doing a 30 or a 45 second rest between my my bench press, and then so, so the next thing I have in line is a chest fly. Mm-hmm. They think they only have 30 to 45 seconds rest to hurry up and get to the next exercise. Right. Well, you actually can have you know two or three minute you know, kind you of want. window. Right. To change over so it all depends on the programming and, right. and kind of how it's set up mm-hmm. um, so sets reps we know what those mean we understand what rest periods mean they can be placed anywhere between sets they can be placed in between exercises mm-hmm. they can be placed between wherever it is within that program that just means where you're allocated rest now there's different types of rest obviously mm-hmm. active rest there's static rest active rest could maybe mean doing jumping jacks or s- something like that be, could, could be, be considered an active or some rest. type of some type of cardio like right. a, a walk or a jog or something as your as your body and your your muscles are recovering recovering so right. you're getting a fresh blood flow to the to the muscle fibers to like, recover like a lot of times with my ladies we'll do like five sets of 10 on barbell squats 
with a 30 second active recovery of a jumping jack. Sure, yeah. So that's letting your the muscles you're actually working rest and recover while you're keeping your heart rate up, so on and so forth. Right, so. and the, yeah, and active rest can be within the workout mm -hmm. you're talking about, and the active rest that I was kind of talking about a second ago was more so of like between workout days. Right. So you can yeah, have yeah. Sure. a couple ways you can look at active sure. rest. Sure. That, that's why I was excited that we we're going to do this one because I knew we'd have a couple different um, angles that we might yep. go for. Uh, so, go ahead. No, uh, no, go ahead. All right, so uh, I was thinking about where people get confused um, with like supersets and then compound sets. Mm -hmm. um, so, supersets, a lot of times it's easiest examples. So, you're usually, most cases, you're going to do two different, two different exercises back to back, and it's usually going to be um, opposing muscle groups. So, for example, and you may have a little bit different thought on this, but this is the way I was taught. So, like, if you're going to do a super set of um, bicep, tricep, you'll do a set of whatever, you know, 10 to 12 reps of bicep curls, and then you'll go right into a set of, um, you know, 10 to 12, uh, 12 reps or whatever of, like, tricep extensions. Yep. A compound set is you do two sets for um, two different exercises, two sets for the same muscle group. So it might be you'll do one set of cable... Um, bicep curls and then you'll go right into another set of like rope hammer curls or yeah. something like that yep. so anyway feel free to go for uh, yeah I do a lot of supersets in my training supersets two exercises back to back usually without rest uh, obviously you can throw mm -hmm. rest in there if you want but traditionally it's without usually rest right a tricep would be three exercises back to back to back again usually without rest and then a giant set would be four exercises back to back to back to back four to four plus exercise could obviously be more than you kind of get into a circuit style training but giant set four exercises back to back to back without rest um and again they you know it's kind of broken down into sets again so mm -hmm. if you have uh, a tri set of three exercises you're going to do those back to back to back without rest and you're doing like three or four sets mm -hmm. so that's kind of how does what those are. I know I get asked those a ton. What's a superset? Heather Brown asked me today, "What is a superset?" Yeah, and yeah. that's that's basically what it is. Supersets two exercises, triceps three, a giant set is four or more. Mm -hmm. um, what about compound movements? Compound movements, as in like squat, deadlift, mm -hmm, bench. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's um, compound movements are basically a staple in any kind of workout program. So. Per scientific studies for years and years and years, compound movements, you burn fat all day long. So those are very important exercises that usually work more than one muscle group at a time. Right, yeah. Uh, squat, uh, barbell squats, bench press, deadlift, shoulder press, those type of main big muscle group exercises. Um, Let's dissect it a little bit. Because, I mean, the fun part about this is a lot of people don't think about it. They think, like, if you do a barbell bench press, they think chest. Right. Well, they don't realize well, that your front that's your primary. Triceps, that's yeah. your primary. That's your biggest group. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're hitting your your anterior, your front part of your delt, deltoid, your shoulders. Yeah. Your triceps are having to work because that's they're made to that's extend like that. <laughs> yeah. And then you know when you're coming back down that eccentric movement that which maybe mm -hmm. we should cover the concentric, eccentric, and isometric again on this one. That'd yeah. Be good. But you know you're, they're having to fight to shorten um, or as you're coming back down. So then squat. I mean, using everything from... Oh, your quads, glutes, yeah. calves, hamstrings, hamstrings yeah. All, all, yeah. Your it's core. That's why they call core. it... A lot of people used to call that the king of exercise because yeah. it requires 
so much activation in your body to be especially a back squat yeah front squat oh for sure difficult too but front squat you're you're basically doing the reverse thing as when you're doing a back squat <laughs> you're just as much engaged in your core when you're doing a front squat you're just as much engaged in your lower back right because gravity's going to want to obviously make Pull you fall forward. right mm-hmm. uh, deadlifts i mean you're, you're basically working every muscle in your body right when you're doing a deadlift yeah. if you think about the major muscles that you muscle groups that you have a Deadlift is one of the best compound exercises you can do. Yeah, I mean, if you ever see a program where you're doing, it's like back day, and you're like, why is, why is deadlift on there? If you squeeze the right spots, yeah. you want to hit yeah, it. Yeah, especially because of the load of it. I yeah. mean, it's just the way that you can. For there's sure. so many ways you can do that. You can do sumo squats. Well, yeah, anyway. I mean, it's all kind of, yeah, there's there's many, yeah. Well, I mean, sumo squats um, are still considered a compound movement. Right. Traditional deadlifts are considered a compound movement. Stiff leg deadlifts to me are considered a compound movement and one of the best things you can do for your lower body. Because you're, again, if you squeeze at the very top and roll your shoulders back, you're engaging your back, your triceps, your biceps, your shoulders. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're working so many different major muscle groups at once. Yeah, you think that, about stiff leg, it makes me think about how some people may not be able to control a, a good stiff leg because of, of how the, the strain it puts mm-hmm. on the leg. So, like, if you do, um, like an RDL or a Romanian deadlift, do you do yours straight or do you have like a cushion in your knees, like a little bit of a bend in your knees? Well, it totally, to me, it totally depends on the biomechanics of your body. It right. depends on the person, yeah. the hip to knee to ankle right. ratio. It's just, you know, talking about squats, knees passing the toes, to me, that's a huge myth because. Mm-hmm. I've had an orthopedic surgeon tell me that was a It myth. is a myth. It's it's all about the, the biomechanics of where your hip to knee to ankle mm-hmm. alignment is. I mean, my, my knees pass my toes. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to sit and look at me with a dead face and say I have a bad squat form because yeah. I know I don't. Yeah. I mean, I have a very good squat form. And there's people that knees don't pass and some people knees do do pass. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's, you know. But to, to get into, uh, uh, yeah, to, to talk about that, it depends on the person. Mm-hmm. If someone can kind of keep their back tight and straight and their core engaged and now think about it, it's more more of a slight bend in their knee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of a slight bend, but I always start people doing single leg deadlifts first. Right, because that's going to cause a lot more activation and stability, right. and once you get that, it's going to be a whole lot, whole lot better on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about. It. That just made me think about it because yeah. it's because you have like traditional straight leg and it's they're straight like mm-hmm. locked out and that's I don't really hardly ever do those no, no and that's just but I'm saying old school wise they used to have us do that yeah some you're I, there's so much strain that's I mean like risk of hyper hyper extension if you get if you get trapped well in like there. barbell good mornings the same way yeah you know they t- I see some people you know do them straight but I think it depends on how strong you are mm-hmm. the load you're using how well you are doing mind muscle connection with your glutes and your right. hamstrings like if you can keep it off of your knees mm-hmm. I think a lot of that uh Going into compound movements too, like barbell squats, I like to change up foot placement on squats. I think it's important. Like mm-hmm. the closer your feet are, the more it works your quads and that your outer quads. The right. further your feet get more and more out, the more it kind of moves to the back into your hamstrings and your glutes. Would you consider like a, I guess technically like a cannonball squat with your feet are really close as a compound movement? Yeah. yeah. Would you, yeah, would you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, any, any kind of any any squat, squat, yeah. Definitely, because and the biggest thing is, yeah, like you said, you're using multiple muscle groups at one time versus mm-hmm. like isolated, um, like an yeah. isolated move, like a bicep curl. Leg extension. Yep. Which segues into uh, secondary exercises, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, for me or, or if you look like lower body, like a leg press to me would be like a secondary type exercise. Yeah. And you have tertiary 
exercises, mm -hmm. which are obviously third tier, which to me would be like a step up. Yeah. Would be considered more like a like a tertiary type exercise as far as how you want to set it up during the workout. So in this I loved it. I love this conversation. Yeah. If you're doing leg day, you know, traditionally you want to start with doing your barbell squats first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, order of exercise. Order is, of exercise is extremely, extremely important. Um, yeah. Yeah, when I think of tertiary, I'm going to go back to the order of exercise, but yeah. usually when I think of tertiary, um, like you said, it could be a step up or it could be a step kind of like more detailed. Sure. Uh, like more, even more isolated. It would be yeah. almost be like when you see somebody doing like an internal and external rotation for their shoulders yeah. and rotator cuffs. Right. They're all extremely important, but um, but yeah, going back to going back to order, I think it kind of, it, it's interesting to me how people don't. We're trained this though, so I mean I can't you can't expect. That's why we're having this podcast is trying mm -hmm. to debunk. But it's like if you went in and just did. Of course, it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of hard to because bodybuilders and sometimes they'll do different different approaches. They'll right. do pre-exhaustion. They'll try right. to break the muscles yeah. down before they do it. Yeah, and that's okay. But general public, a lot of times, yeah, like you said, you want to do your compound movements first because they require so much energy. Mm -hmm. So like your squat first before you go in into the and then you're, you're and then you're burning fat you're you're yeah. you're burning fat and calories and the heart rate gets up and it'll stay up if you do deadlifts first really heavy like your heart rate's going to be it's going to stay up for a mm -hmm. while you're going to continue to burn fat throughout your whole if you're doing back or something like that you know doing like a deadlift first then go to your lat pull downs and then your seated rows and mm -hmm. you know stuff like that but to piggyback off of the bodybuilders and people who've been doing this for a long time. But the general public and those people, literally, like you said, are totally different. Yeah. Like bodybuilders, are like they're they're trying to do more like literally take a rock and chisel it out. Right. You know that's kind of what they're. Yeah. yeah. But they know what their limits are, right. and they know <coughs> what they can kind of get through, and and there's like muscle resynthesis and that type of stuff. But um, you yeah, know, I was thinking like order. It's like if you're gonna do, like let's say if you're somebody who does a back and a bicep kind of day. You don't want to do your bicep curls or your bicep workouts before you get into the back, right? Because your back exercises are going to suffer, right? Because you your biceps support rows or pulls or any type of thing like that, right. and so it's going to take away from the effectiveness of the of that exercise. That exactly right, and that um, um, to to kind of get into that, this kind of gets more into programming. But I've started doing I'll do chest and biceps together mm -hmm. and then back and triceps mm -hmm. together i've done that like to work all the the whole front you know chest whatever and then the back the back the tricep and yeah there's a big difference because when you're doing things like that then sometimes maybe you, you can kind of superset chest and biceps or mm -hmm. and they're not conflicting as opposed to doing chest and triceps superset right you know when you get back to your chest you're going to be a lot weaker right because you're obviously you're taxing your but yeah. then you get into like flies and then push down. Yeah, stuff. I mean, there's ways. It's like yeah. you're talking about from the mind of a trainer. It's yeah. like this guy I've been training for a long time, and he kind of wondered why I would go from a like a press to a fly to a press to a fly is because I would want to give his tricep time to mm -hmm. kind of recover. Yeah. So you do like you know flat bench, and then just a like a regular fly. It's just throwing out some examples, and then just like a regular cable fly or like an even cable fly. And then maybe an incline bench with like a, a low to high, yeah. you know, high, or a high to low, yep. you know, cable fly. So I'm giving my triceps a little more time to, to rest so I can get more out of the presses. And then if you're going in like a traditional order like that, because you've used your chest, some of your shoulders, but your triceps, 
they're already going to be somewhat broken down so then you may finish off with a few more just isolated tricep exercises yep. to go ahead and break them down even more but then oh. you have things and you we can stay on this if you want to but now i'm thinking about like push and pull workouts or yeah exercises. that's and that, i know that that's become very popular so i'm sure mm-hmm. people have heard those like push pull leg push pull leg type mm-hmm. this gets into a, a, a common term of uh, splits so mm-hmm. a split would be you know you sitting down looking at your week and deciding that monday wednesday and friday you're going to do a total body split so mm-hmm. you're only going to work out monday wednesday friday you do total body workouts or maybe you do more of a traditional body bodybuilding type of split to where Monday and Monday and Tuesday you do upper lower and Thursday Friday you do upper lower like that's what is considered a, a split mm-hmm. but with the push pull it's uh yeah, yeah I mean it's like doing a barbell bench press which is a push mm-hmm. which I do a lot of push pull a barbell bench press which is a push and then a barbell row which is a pull right it's contracting muscle groups well you're balancing you know well right. some will do it on the same workout so like that you're you're getting mm-hmm. both sides of your body. You're getting yep. your... Um, it's really good for, like, if you don't have a lot of time to train. You're covering a lot of your bases. Yep. And you're getting your agonist and antagonist mm-hmm. muscles, which we can cover that in a minute. But then some people, I've never really been a huge fan of this one because I, I feel like you could get some imbalance, but they may do all push one day and all pull the next. Right. So they may do, like, a bench press, a shoulder press, a squat, you know, like yeah. all just drive or pushes, and then the next one, they may go into like rows, um, rows, lat pull downs, deadlifts. So they're pulling against right. their body. Right. I mean, you know, and this stuff can get confusing. So hopefully, we're answering some questions. Sure. And, and of course, we're going to have our opinions on what what we think is going to. But it's going to be. It's going to depend on the person too. Right. Well, everything depends. Everything on the person. Everything depends on the person mm-hmm. and what your goals are. Um, so then, yeah, you have an antagonist and agonist muscle. So super simple. Um, way to explain that if you're doing a bicep curl you know that's your main that's your main mover so if you think of like literature and plays you have like an agonist which is like the main character yeah. an antagonist which is like a secondary character yeah um, so bicep you're pulling it's the agonist muscle but your tricep is still having to work mm-hmm. it's still stretching and having to balance and you know and work against especially when you're going back to lowering so it's your antagonist that's for like a bicep curl. If you do a tricep extension, the primary mover is the tricep, so that's the agonist, and then the bicep is the antagonist. So it's working to support the movement itself. Love it. Okay. Whatever. Um, no, I think a lot of people probably don't know that. What do you think? Concentric, eccentric? You want yeah, to cover we can that go with that. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll do concentric first. So, <laughs> um, sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, so concentric is, that's more of... Uh, the primary movement of um, the contraction. It's the right. shortening of the muscle. So I know I'm using bicep a lot, but bicep is That's just it. the really, easiest the to, one, to yeah. look at as you're doing it, you know. And so like for you do a bicep curl, when you're shortening that angle of your, you know, your elbow and your arm and the muscles are shortening and you're pulling it to you that's the concentric movement and the eccentric movement is uh eccentric is uh, essentially whenever you're if you're doing a bicep curl kind of like the negative i guess that's a that's mm-hmm. a pretty common yeah way to think about it it's just a negative as you come back your biceps having to work incredibly diff- hard right to not let that weight just boom drop to the ground yeah and then isometric hold would be um, I guess if you're doing a bicep curl, you come up and you hold it right here. Yeah, correct? like nine yeah. degrees or something like that. And then you're, yeah, you're in the squats. When you squat down all the way and you're sitting there having to hold that, that squat position would be an isometric hold. Mm-hmm. 
and that's that gets into time and attention, which we've done a uh, episode about that as yeah. well. Uh, yeah, isometric. You can get a lot more specific on that. Like technically, so that is like you're, that's those are more like voluntary holds. Like you could, you're like you get to a point and then you're holding, mm-hmm. but you can really go one way or the other. Right. If you get like like even deeper of like the foundational meaning of isometric, it's like if I'm pushing against a wall or like a wall sit, you know, like if you're driving, right. um, you know, you're fixed in a certain position. And then I think we did one I talked about earlier or on other podcasts about um, like if you get fixed inside of a, like a squat rack and mm-hmm. you, you put the, the, the bar underneath the safety, I don't know if I'm really explaining this right, but you kind of put the bar underneath the safety platform once you set them and then you're driving and you're using as much energy as you can but you the, the resistance is so much you can't move the rack that sounds itself. awful but the benefit of an isometric movement like that is because it your muscles are having to fight to to hold those positions or to, to really continue to moving so it can cause um what i mentioned i think earlier too is like muscle recruitment like muscle fiber recruitment because you have certain oh for sure fibers. yes well and i'll use this example since we're kind of all over this is fun doing this all <laughs> yeah. thing. we kind of needed this one i think so have you ever heard of, and maybe you've heard me say this before, but, you know, let's say something happens and a car rolls, rolls, uh, and this is totally random, sorry. Sometimes I start talking and you're like, what, where are you going with this? <laughs> so, like, There's if something happens game, to, I like, promise. a yeah, so, like, a uh, like a mom and, and their child is there and something happens and the child gets stuck under the car. Uh, this right. stuff happens. Sometimes they roll back on it, whatever. Yes. But for some reason, for just a split oh, second, the mom, can, the mom the can actually lift the car. Now, they don't tell you later that there's been all kinds of trauma to the muscle because it's... But every... The adrenaline and the power of the... Again, the amazing complexity of the human body, it's so, it's so high at that point. It's like basically max capacity. All of those light up just long enough to be able to rescue the child. That's crazy. Um, which that's wild so the fact that you have some a, a mom that's you know 120 pounds lifts, a, lifts a half a ton car right. um, just long enough to do that and it's that's just crazy that's, and that's why we like this stuff because it shows that you can train you can actually tap into to more and more of your body's right. abilities yeah I mean I, I think that's yeah, I mean I've, I've, I've heard that story before and that's kind of it's, it's strange okay what it about kind of blows your mind uh, we can stay there if you want to but what about Hypertrophy and then hyperplasia. Do you know much about hyperplasia? I don't know what that okay. is. Okay, so what's hypertrophy? Then? Well, I mean, hypertrophy would be the eight to twelve uh, mm-hmm. reps. And that's more of a, um, I guess it. I guess bodybuilding's kind of. Yeah, anytime you're t- trying to bodybuilding's kind of t- taking that on. They've used hypertrophy for for years and years and years. Yeah. It's that eight to twelve rep range. And then you have, uh, which we can get into rep ranges too. Oh yeah, that's what we talked about. The thing is, Cause that's that's a big that's it. a big because people ask me all the time about different uh, rep ranges, which I use it more or less for body confusion and you know not to not to let your body kind of settle into one. Yeah, getting getting comfortable using one like rep 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 scheme. Mm-hmm. You know, guys doing like um, five sets of five, which is super popular mm-hmm. with the with the compound movements, which we just talked about earlier, but. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's many ways you can get into the whole rep scheme, the five to eight rep scheme, the eight to twelve rep scheme, the twelve to fifteen, and then fifteen plus. Which I use fifteen plus a lot. Do you? for my ladies? Yeah. Yeah, for your oh, yeah, yeah, for your ladies. For sure. Well, yeah, I mean, so the way I look at it, um, so let's let's do. So okay, so hypertrophy itself, I think 
uh, if you're okay, we'll start. I'm going to kind of describe hypertrophy, what it is, and then we'll kind of start at the front end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. As far as the ranges and right. kind of let them increase yeah. that way. Because that's kind of the way I actually learn. So the hypertrophy, if you ever hear anybody say that, it's usually like muscle growth. It's you're mm -hmm. trying to make the muscle bigger. But um, the muscle fibers themselves, you know, they're just like a lot of strands. Like if you cut a muscle arm in oh, half yeah. and you look I'm down sure, at yeah, it, you've it looks it, like yeah. a bunch of spaghetti all yep. crammed, crammed <laughs> together, which sounds weird. But um, that's what it looks like. But though. when you train at a certain level, and we're going about to cover these rep ranges, like but hypertrophy alone, you're trying to break the muscles down in order for them to have to rebuild, and they'll actually swell in size. It's what's called the cross-sectional muscle area of the fiber. So you can that actually is is bigger in size. You can also, but you can actually get build strength without. You'll still get some size, but you don't have to get as big, right. so they become more dense. So it's right. the way that you actually train it. Um, and just a little tidbit on whatever rep range that you're using. Let's say you do. Say, let's say you are doing the uh, hypertrophy mm -hmm. range. You want to end in that eight to twelve rep range, but not just you know uh, grabbing a weight and doing twelve reps. Right. It has to be a specific. It, it has to be right. It has to be to where those. It, you fall into that particular rep range as your last. You can't do anymore. You can't do me more than twelve. Right. You cannot. You can physically not do more than twelve reps of barbell bench press. Yeah. But you can do more than eight. So you fall in that. Yeah, and that takes some tweaking seat. to do. It like does. Some people, you know, traditionally, you think of a one rep max, and and I don't. Now, when you train athletes and stuff like that, or if you're lifting on a regular basis and you want to, if you want to test out a one rep bench press max or a squat rep, you know, you can, um, but it's really, you don't have to. Yeah. You, know? you can even do three set, five set, you can do. But what I usually tell people, if you don't want to go overly scientific or stress over those percentages, is kind of gauge your weight. Like if you can, if you're doing three sets of 12, and by that third set, if you could still do maybe 13 or 14. Right, you're not using then you're weight. not. So then, right. you know, and then, then you can kind of adjust from there until you kind of get a good balance. Yep. But you're right. You can't, you don't just pick it and stop because you can stop at 12. Right. If you can go to 15 or 20, your weight's not the right. Right. You're, right. you're not going to fall into the, that particular rep range that you want to use. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting because you think about strength and you hear the 505 and all this stuff. And a lot of people think it's all going to lead to big and boy and it's like you know ladies think that they're going to just put on mass and that's you you do the reason you do the 15 you know plus is because you're you're above like you're you're above that portion of um hypertrophy you're not stressing them right to the point of fully breaking them down to that they'll have to get too well, big you're getting, a, getting a toning you're range of 12 them. to 15 or i guess you it could be 12 i mean 12, yeah, 12 it, or 13 it to 15 yeah and it could be that's the that's the toning mm -hmm. Rep range. That's what I. That's what I classify. It. I mean, I think a lot of people would call Let's it as it simple as um, uh, not resistance. What am I thinking of? Shoot. So you have power, which is usually like your one to three, one to five rep range, because mm -hmm. it's super high, fast twitch muscle group. And you got your strength. Phase. Your strength next is a lot of times can be anywhere five from to eight -ish. five to eight, um, and then you have your hypertrophy, which is usually ten to ten to twelve or eight to twelve. -ish. It's usually yeah, eight to twelve. Um, and then you have your why can't I think what it's, it's, it's I've always so, heard is just like yeah it's toning, toning but it's it's not the right that's definitely a bad word for it but anyway yeah. so yeah so that's kind of your range um, range on that repetition anyway so and then um, if we want to stay there uh, 
I think rest period is, is key. A lot of people don't know the importance of rest periods between each one. Oh, there is definitely. Yeah, well, yeah. And you and I, so let's do this if you want to, and I don't want to drag it out if you want to move on to something different. But um, I think rest period, I've actually taught people about rest periods, and their, their physiology has completely changed once they understood that they were either resting too long or resting too short. Yeah, that's, I think, a, a very common misuse of it is not resting long enough. Yeah. Like if you're doing, yeah, if you're doing, you know, barbell squats, four sets of eight, you're going to be in that, that range to where you're, you're, you're using a pretty good load to mm-hmm. get to eight reps mm-hmm. and, you know, resting 30, 45 seconds is probably not going to be long enough. You're not going to be able to do barbell squats at, at, at a load where that last eighth rep is you're, you're pushing mm-hmm. it rest for 30 seconds and expect for yourself to do eight more. Right. That's not, you're not. You're not going to get eight. Well, you're not, yeah, you're not going to benefit from it because you're shortchanging yourself. Right. You're, trying to you're not letting your body recover. But if you rest too long, because like the, the, the total cap on that really should be like 90 seconds right. at the latest. Oh, yeah. Never it's let anybody usually rest for, No, no, no. But the reason being is because so when you do a specific movement, you're, um, we've talked about this before, the, the ATP, mm-hmm. the adenosine triphosphate, which is what allows your muscles to contract. If you, um, it takes about 90 seconds for all that to, I say recharge, it just is basically your body kind of re resynthesizes it and gets it back up to the capacity to do the same weight you just did. Right. So if you do it too short, you're not, it's not going to be like resynthesized enough to contract and move that same amount of muscle. Um, but if you go, or same amount of weight, but if you go more than a minute and a half, like 90 seconds, you've had a full recovery time. Which is fine, but since it's fully recovered, you're not going to put as much strain on your muscles, so you may not actually break them down enough to right. cause yeah. muscular growth. So that's why I usually say like 45, and that's why 45 I love, to 60 seconds. Right, and that's why I like active rest periods. Yeah. The whole jumping jack or there's something So you're still between. keeping your heart rate up. You're still keeping your heart rate up. You're not letting it drop so low. Yeah. But it's something that you have to play with and kind of figure out where it kind of falls in line with you. I think everyone's a little bit different on the rest yeah. periods too. And when you're starting out, it's better oh, to, yeah. to go a little bit yep. a little bit longer until you're your you get better shape. You get, you get better. Yeah, you get better. But like shape. for strength, strength is if you're doing like sets of 5 and if you're just focused on strength and not muscle growth, I rest 2 minutes you, it, it or so. It could be 2 to 3 minutes yeah. on average. Power, do, yeah. which a lot of people don't do power in the general population, like true power movements. I mean, like the way that cleans and snatches mm-hmm. were originally designed to do, um, you may do one to three reps, but then you'll rest like three to five minutes right. because you want full, full recovery because you're, you're really chain, you're training your body's ability of its, um, its velocity at that point. It's how fast right. you can move a specific weight. Right. It's no longer about how much it's not just about how much weight or manipulation it's about how fast you can move that right so and then you get to the other end of like you know the 12 13 or 15 plus um and then like that toning phase or whatever your your body is is used to those repetitions so you can continue going um and and the rest period can be a lot shorter it can be 20 to 30 seconds or so and that's and that's where you kind of get into like the um 30 seconds on like high intensity interval training mm-hmm. if you're doing kettlebell swings at you know 15 reps in that 30 seconds your rest period goes back down to 30 seconds again you're able to 
recover and and come complete that as opposed to doing a very heavy kettlebell swing times right five reps it's going to take you a little bit yeah. to, to to kind of recover. i don't know why my mind was blanking on the most basic of terms what's it called muscular endurance yeah i mean i was like why is my mind blanking because yeah you have muscular endurance you have um uh muscular strength um you have muscular adaptation all that stuff so anyway i know that's kind of back and forth on the rep ranges but i i literally have sat down one time with um friend of mine at lunch and explained the specific rest periods and and set ranges for sets and rep ranges for hypertrophy and he put on 15 pounds of muscle right. without changing anything right else. well it's it's important it, that, that's important to understand whatever rep range you're in there, there, there is a scientific yeah. rest period that goes along right along with it yeah now for the ladies out there that hear us talking about 8 to 12 reps and you know Matt's had you do a set of 12 don't worry he's not necessarily he may not be trying to add a tremendous yeah, amount of right, mass to right. you he's got a controlled amount of weight to he's more of sculpting he's trying to kind of and isolate and identify the muscle go ahead sorry. well no it's it's it, you're you're completely right like like today we had a couple ladies do um barbell squats times 15 but back to what or times 12 back but back to what we were talking about they i had them do uh, a tricep with it so mm -hmm. it was barbell squats times 12 uh barbell stiff leg deadlifts and then back extensions as a tricep back to back to back yeah and then they rested yeah and so minute, you so you can't so you're not going to be doing as much weight because you're doing exactly so right. much right. yeah so much so much right. work so you're not going to have that kind of load that's going to make you bulky that you're right. concerned with it's more of actual definition and, but that and last rep mm -hmm. on all three of those exercises they couldn't do anymore yeah so that's kind of and that that all falls along with your trainer knowing the proper weight and and you know in the proper weight that you need to be using to do workouts like like that right yeah somebody's just throwing random stuff at you here and there it's time to question it sure. and if you ask them why and if they say just because then i'd be concerned about that too. that's exactly right because <laughs> that's the way i do it well i don't want to look like you anyway let's see what else uh hmm. Terminology wise, I mean, there's a lot, but you can just the. That's a the, lot. That's a lot of the meaty ones for yeah, sure. Just the basic ones. Well, I mean, compounds, superset, triset, giant sets. Mm -hmm. What those mean? Sets, reps. What those mean? Um, different Any, rep ranges. Anything pertaining to cardio? I mean, we well, can kind of quickly touch on. Hit 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 training, which is high intensity interval training. Mm -hmm. List training, which is low intense steady state. List training is your treadmill, your elliptical, the stairmaster to a certain could extent. Depends on how you do it walking. Walk, yeah, just something low intensity, high intensity interval training could be Tabata cycles, something timed, um, something that's going to get your heart rate up real quick, something intense. We've done a whole podcast on. Do we do have a all podcast on that? On that if yeah. you want to look back on that, yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Well, then you got different zones. Yep. Fat burning zones. Um, you know. Uh, that's what a lot of people will call calls. That's when we talk about kind of uh, like the list training. I mm -hmm. think a lot of times it's meaning like your heart rate zone. Yeah, different heart rate right. zones. That's yeah. why you hear about orange theory and those things. And that's why you have different color codes because mm -hmm. that's just easier for you. But yeah, your body will respond like if you're if you're at such a low percentage. If say if your heart rate's around 100, like if you're in your 30s or whatever, and your heart rate's around 100, that's kind of below. That's almost like maybe a little bit less than a brisk walk. You right. know, you may not yeah. be working that hard enough to get yep. a whole lot of. You're not getting cardio like 
calorie burning truly benefits from that, even though you right. are burning those calories. And then fat burns on a little bit higher, probably like anywhere from 120 potentially to 150 beats per minute. So you can do it for a longer period of time, but you're not. Uh, so you're trying to pull and do it for a long enough time, so you start pulling from you know fat stores and that type thing. And then you have the benefits of the the higher, uh, the much higher kind of higher intensity of, of whatnot. So it could be at the upper edge of your your heart rate range. So um, yeah, you just kind of blast a lot more. And so people don't really know what all to, to pull from. So anyway, there's just a couple of ranges on that. But. And you and you see them on all the treadmills. If you ever get on a treadmill, it'll it'll say yeah the heart rate zone. That's why they have heart rate monitors on the treadmills and ellipticals and things like that. So you can see which zone it is that you're technically fallen into i personally don't ever follow them right well I was about to, that's what i was just about to say you know the fact that it's there it don't mean you need to go and sit, yeah. sit seven days a week at the fat burning zone just on the cardio if you want to change your body's capacity and even aesthetics at a much better rate um you got to mix it up yeah you got to mix it up 100 percent right uh let's see that's a good one um I think that's that covers a lot. Of, I think that's a lot. I think we can always do another one if people start sending us more. Yeah, I mean that covers a lot of a lot of the basic ones that you'll see in the gyms. If you see, you know, look up workouts online, you'll kind of know what they mean now and kind of how they're set up and programmed out. Um, yeah, is there anything else you want to cover about? I just thought about like AMRAPs, as many rounds as possible. AMRAPs, as many rounds as possible. Uh, Imam, every minute on the minute. Yeah. Um, AMRAPs would be an example. Would be. Set a timer for 10 minutes, do as many, uh, do 10 burpees, 10 squats, 10 jumping jacks, as many rounds as possible within that yeah. 10 minute scope. Every minute on the minute, Imam is, uh, say you do 10 push ups, 10 squats, every minute on the minute for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. What other uh, type of like acronyms like that? CrossFit, because that's a CrossFit acronym. Yeah. Uh, WAD, workout of the day. Work, yeah. Uh, which a lot of people use that term now. Now, mm -hmm. uh, wow, workouts of the week. Workouts of the week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's good. I think we can continue to grab. I mean, there's so many ways we can go about it, but I think we really covered a lot of them. Yeah, it's a lot of the meat potatoes. The, yeah, that's been around for several decades, but still gets confused um, by a lot of people. In that you're going to see. Gonna and there's see. a lot more in the ones that we've covered. There's been so much research done that supports. Yeah. what we're saying That's so it's true. not like it's just opinions I say there's like philosophy sometimes on rep like rest periods mm -hmm. or whatnot but that's why there you is. have ranges sure that's why you have to find what works best for you and your energy systems but those ranges are very close to the specificity of, of that um, and there's like a, well we can save a whole another another podcast on like supplementation I think even covering supplements and what supplements technically do like creatine's been around for 20 plus years well i get asked a lot is is, is it is it am i going to fail is my son going to fail a drug test we're taking creatine sure is no. um creatine going to stunt growth and like should my son actually be taking creatine one of mm -hmm. the clients asked me that i get a lot of questions about creatine Creatine's, yeah I it's think, been around for a long time yeah I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, i've actually talked to the guy who's done directly who's i've taken creatine for probably seven years yeah Six, it's just it's one of the few it's one of the it's like been tested enough to it does have a direct effect on well, it just add, put, your it anaerobic just, exercise it just your, puts, puts water in your muscles makes it look bigger that's a that's a part of it there's a yeah. lot more I, can, I, I can, yeah i know i mean i know you know a lot more i know you know a lot about that too but it does it does make you look a lot bigger because your body has to hold on to the water to right. be able to 
Yeah, that is a whole different. But one. you can actually shorten if you're on a certain. Yeah, we should do another one. That's but yeah, a whole different. But like, one on yeah, but the creatine itself, it's like um, it can affect your rest period. You don't have to rest. You can right. recover much. That's fat. so true. So it affects. That's very true. It actually affects your. Um, well, there's lots of supplements out there, like fat burners and, and pre-workouts. And oh, thermogenic aids and things. Po like Post-workout protein shakes, if they're needed. You know, what, what exactly? That, that's a whole podcast in itself. I think, yeah. I think supplements need to be a... Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. And we do that one. We're not going to give one way or the other, I don't think. No, no, no. Because what we think. I and mean, if anything, we'll probably say what most stuff you don't need. We'll just, we'll just share what what's been shown and what people say that they're utilized for and then it's up to you to really decide if you want to use oh yeah I mean, you got some CLAs and glutamine and mm -hmm. ZMA ZMA there's like all kind of stuff you can do there's out, all kind of stuff out there and there's a lot of different brands too which you know it's just the the era that we live in people are starting these different supplement companies yeah. and you could be very careful with which ones you choose and what you who you go through yeah it could be a lot be you know Jack 3D, I remember whenever I was in the military, Jack 3D, when it first came out, mm -hmm. had something in it that were making guys fail drug tests. So they yeah. had to ban it from all the armed forces bases and yeah. just stuff like that, Keep, keeping up on the know and doing your research. But nothing's sure. going to be better on the knowledge and, you know, the, the cleaner you can eat food and the way that you can yeah. intentionally use your body and eat right. and sleep and brain power and all that stuff. So we're always going to come back to that. Anyway, I think that's a good one. I, that's I, it, yeah. We were hammering out some episodes today, and we wanted to kind of do a brain dump, which we clearly <laughs> um, we hit. oozed everywhere on this Sweet. stuff. Well, thanks, everybody. Um, yeah, just pass this along. Share it. Hopefully, you got some benefit out of this one. If there's certain topics or phrases that, yeah. um, that you want us to cover in, in another brain dump capacity like this, uh, we will definitely do it. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Muscle Mind Podcast. This episode is presented by HomeFit, your in-home personal training company. Whether it is in-home personal training, group fitness, yoga, health coaching, uh, nutritional services, online coaching, virtual training, these guys do absolutely everything. Please go to the website, www.homefitconsulting.com. And they have all kind of information on their services there. So thanks to HomeFit for being a proud sponsor of MuscleMind.